Welcome to Dialed In, a podcast by Callbox, where we talk with dental industry leaders and influencers about the latest trends, technologies, themes, and best practices in the business of dentistry. Be sure to subscribe directly or on your favorite podcast app and visit callbox.com slash dental to learn more about Callbox's innovative solutions for leveraging the phone at your practice. Thanks for joining us on Dialed In, a podcast by Callbox. I'm Corey Johnson, and here with me today is Jake Sly, Chief Marketing Officer at Rock Dental Brands. Thanks for joining me, Jake. Yeah, Corey. It's great to be here. I'm calling you from, uh, from sunny Nashville. Where are you today? I am in Little Rock, Arkansas, and it is not sunny. Uh, we are in the midst of a thunderstorm at the moment. Man, I think I flew over that yesterday. That's great. Yeah, it's it's kind of welcomed at this point. It kind of knocks all the pollen down. Uh, it uh, is, is uh, wrecking me currently. <laughs> yeah, wash wash some of that out. That's right. That's right. We've got a, a nice film of yellow all over everything here in Arkansas. Oh man. Yeah, the the rain I'm sure is welcome then. Absolutely. Well, Jake, let's let's start at the beginning. Um, can you give us a, a quick rundown of, of your background? Yeah. Uh, so kind of before joining Rock Dental Brands, I spent uh, kind of the, the first part of my career uh, really in working with media companies and then kind of in the digital marketing agency space. Um, and so uh, really working in kind of a whole lot of different uh, verticals and, and different niches uh, kind of across uh, really, probably the first eight or nine years uh, of my career, and uh, anyway, so among that time, I really got a, a, a big opportunity to uh, kind of build out quite a few new products and and uh, dive in kind of deeper to the digital marketing space, which is kind of my specialty. Um, uh, ahead of that, I, I, I pursued and, and received my uh, master's uh, in internet marketing, um, and so uh, anyway, that that's kind of how I actually got to. To initially meet up with the Rock Dental folks is uh, I took on their orthodontic brand as a client uh, through our digital marketing agency, and uh, we were able to drive a lot of success and kind of tie things down um, really all the way through conversion. Um, and so as as the company continued to grow, uh, our CEO, Merritt Dake, uh, ultimately kind of uh, uh, pursued me to, to come on and kind of help build out the strategy and, and put some infrastructure in place from a marketing standpoint, kind of as the company uh, had grown to a point uh, where it needed the support, but certainly as, as we were going to grow uh, moving forward, that that was going to be a, uh, a big need for us. Did I hear you right? Merit, Merit sought you out for the role. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, we had been working together for probably just shy of a year, I guess, uh, kind of as a, as a vendor, Okay. Um, and then uh, really kind of uh, getting in the weeds on some things and, and trying to figure out how we could best convert patients and uh, and utilize digital marketing uh, in particular to uh, really gain some new patients. And so uh, we had had a lot of success uh, kind of in that regard and um, just over that year kind of built a relationship. And so uh, we, we just kind of uh, uh, were aligned in the way that we thought and, and aligned kind of strategically. Um, and so that was an opportunity for us to uh, kind of uh, uh, make the jump, I guess, and, and uh, work with each other. Great. 
Cool. What what attracts you to, to dentistry? What what kind of caught your eye at the beginning? Yeah, I think in, in general, um, one of the big things to me in, in dentistry was uh, just some of the big opportunities, right? So we have uh, in our business really two completely different uh, uh, business models, right? So in our, our orthodontic brand uh, in particular, uh, you know, that is all about the new patient, right? All, all of your production occurs kind of in that first patient, and then it's about patient experience and, and finishing cases on time and getting our patients uh, kind of out of treatment on time, whereas in our, our general dentistry brands and our pediatric dental brands, it's, it's all about that lifetime value of the patient, right? So repeat visits, uh, uh, patient uh, uh, referrals, and, and all those kinds of things. And so um, the cool thing to me was, A, uh, kind of uh, figuring out the two different worlds, but uh, B, really seeing kind of all the opportunity that exists uh, in the space and in a relatively low uh, competition uh, industry from a marketing standpoint, a digital marketing standpoint, it's it's getting more and more competitive every day. But uh, to me, that was the the biggest thing is, oh, wow, there's there's a lot of opportunity to win here. Uh, and there's a lot of opportunity uh, that that kind of uh, aligned with my expertise on the digital side. And so everything from search engine optimization and search engine marketing to uh, social and and kind of more of the uh, the digital uh, um, digital marketing and digital advertising and all those kinds of things as they tied in together. Um, uh, there's just a lot of opportunity to win there. That's awesome. Um, so I, I've, I've I've interviewed a few folks on podcasts and, and spend most of my time in the dental space these days. What does the what is the role of of chief marketing officer? Uh, do and, and mean to a, to a dental group? Yeah, so I think generally speaking, uh, my role kind of consists in, in uh, a few different buckets. Um, so there are kind of really big picture um, focused on our, our branding, uh, focused on integrations. We're, we're a heavy uh, uh, kind of affiliation-based company, and so um, we, are, we are constantly working to, to bring in new partners uh, to our uh, to our group, um, it's a figuring out how can we um, kind of best provide value um, to a, an already established brand or an already established uh, group of clinics, and, and how can we uh, really provide a, a value boost uh, kind of after they are affiliated with us, uh, but then also really focused on um, uh, our uh, kind of true marketing funnel uh, responsibilities, right? So everything from marketing spend and, and we we take it all the way down to uh, completed appointments um, and, and so that has been a big thing for us of uh, not uh, not passing the buck in a lot of cases marketing can say hey you know we generated the leads what did you do with them um, and, and kind of can uh, wash our hands of the fact and so we we really decided to uh, hey let's let's take more responsibility for that because ultimately, um, right. It's it's our goal to get them into the practice. Um, and so we really focused on that all the way through the our call center, uh, which rolls up under me as well. Um, of Not only do we generate leads, but we are responsible for scheduling those leads and then uh, making sure those leads actually show up. And then if they don't, uh, kind of working through a process to uh, to get them back in. And so we're, we're focused all the way down. Uh, even on our no-show rates uh, and things like that, and, and what we can do uh, to kind of help uh, uh, 
inform our operations teams and our clinic teams um, from a scheduling perspective or from a, a payer mix perspective or whatever the case may be that might be affecting some of those things, but then that they can uh, ultimately manage their schedules really well um, and just be focused on providing excellent patient care and, and not having to uh, man the phones all day and, and call blitz every morning of uh, when the schedule falls apart or something like that. So uh, that's kind of in a nutshell what what my role and kind of marketing role here is at Rock Dental. That's awesome. A, a lot of times what I hear is is you talked through the, the lead and generating opportunities and then somewhere in that point, I usually see a lot of finger pointing where, you know, marketing saying, Here's what we're providing and operations is saying, well, I'm not seeing it. And you're saying, well, you're not, you're not booking the appointment. So you just, that's right. You just took that head on and, and rolled it all up under you, huh? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, honestly, that was the, probably the biggest thing that even as a vendor um, that, that uh, we really kind of identify as like, Hey, let's, th- this is a tale as old as time, right? Marketing and operations pointing the finger at each other. And so what, what if, but and, and it, it really all boiled down to right for decades and decades. You know, the adage in marketing was that you know you waste half of your marketing budget. You just never know which half you wasted. And so as I was looking at you know coming into this as my career, I just thought like that. That's not good, right? That's not an acceptable thing. Like that's not the 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 wagon or the horse I want to hitch my wagon to. And so, um, so really trying to look at it from the perspective of, okay, well, someone just has to take that responsibility. Um, and if it ultimately is going to be, um, uh, what my job is measured off of, right. Well then let's, let me take as much control of that as I can kind of for that particular gray area, uh, to kind of be, have become more black and white. Um, and so the, uh, the cool piece of that has been it, it has kind of allowed for our uh, our marketing and, and operations teams to have really less friction because uh, we have really clear, defined uh, responsibilities of, okay, no, here, I carry the ball from this point to that point. And then here, very clearly, and uh, I really think in the most kind of logical sense, we are passing the ball to them appropriately, right? We can't. We can't diagnose treatment. We can't convert treatment. We can't present treatment. You know all those kinds of things. And so, uh, but they can, um, and, and that's the things that we want them to be focused on. And so, uh, so yeah, that's that's been a huge, uh, I think, win for us overall. That's pretty awesome. I, I I like to highlight sort of the 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 bold pieces from from these interviews, and I think that's definitely one that that operations and marketing should. Uh, uh, they, should, uh, they should definitely be on the same side, I guess, is, right. is what I'm hearing. Well, and the nice thing is like, you know, now with, with our uh, chief operating officer, that, that's kind of the, the, the banner we're able to march under, right, is that now we're able to, to really attack things side by side as opposed to trying to figure out how we win against each other. Um, and so that's been a, a really nice point all the way down, not just CMO to COO, but to our uh, our field teams and our our uh, team leads and the clinics and our doctors and, and all of those that uh, it's really created a better alignment for us. That's great. Um, my my first guest was was Brian Kaleo from Dykema, and if I, I've heard other folks say it, but if I was going to sum up my time with him, it's that if it, if you've seen one DSO, you've seen one DSO, um, <laughs> and you're you're certainly speaking to that 
that adage as well. Um, so you have a, a really hands-on approach in both the marketing and the operations. Um, and you'd mentioned, you know, sort of letting your, your providers then um, be free and, and let you act primarily as a support method for them. Um, can you talk specifically about, you know, sort of how you're helping them grow and, and what other resources you have for them that, that our listeners might be, you know, interested in, in learning from? Yeah. So, I mean, I think kind of generally speaking, how, how we want to support our doctors and, and, uh, I think actually one of your other guests was Bill Newman and at the mm-hmm. ADSO conference this year, he, he basically did a presentation, the same thing that was kind of like, Hey, you guys realize you're all trying to be the same thing, right? Like none of you are really standing out from one another. And uh, there was kind of a nervous laughter, you know, across the room. <laughs> of, oh, yeah. Uh, and really, how we've tried to approach that is certainly all the all the DSO things that that you've come to expect of the back office support and clinical autonomy and and all of those big things have been uh, we are certainly that. Uh, but I think that is the just the baseline of being a DSO. Uh, what what our kind of big difference I think has been, and and really where we have started to uh, really gain a lot of traction, I think, is that. Uh, our providers truly lead kind of in everything that we do. Um, and so we have uh, a, a doctor leadership structure um, that is completely separate uh, and, and works in tandem with our operations team. But it's basically kind of the uh, the the voice um, kind of for the provider in everything that we do from recruiting uh, all the way to obviously the, the big clinical things of formularies and supplies and labs and and uh, uh, clinical procedures and, and those kinds of things. But like we're, we're undergoing a pretty significant branding project right now for our pediatric dental uh, brand. And, and we have invited every one of our pediatric dentists to really be a part of that and give a voice to that particular project because ultimately, right, and this is not rocket science, but ultimately they're the ones that have to go carry everything out, right, and, and be committed and uh, and they're going to be the representation of our brand, of our company, uh, to our patients. Uh, and so that's that's really been kind of the biggest thing for us. And so we have we have uh, a host of doctor boards and committees that, I mean, are literally even impacting how we do revenue cycle and collections and, and how we are handling things in the call center. And so really in every facet of our business, uh, our doctors are, are not only – uh, have have an opportunity for feedback, but they really get a chance to kind of lead in those efforts. And the nice thing in the DSO space, right, is that not every doctor wants to lead in every space, right? If they did, they'd probably own their own practice. Uh, but in, in some of those cases where you've got docs who really care, or really get passionate about one thing or another, uh, that this gives them the opportunity to kind of uh, dig in, right, and, and get their hands dirty a little bit with uh, kind of some more of the the back office stuff, but then it, it really for us uh, is the best check and balance on keeping the patient uh, really at the forefront, right? Because uh, it's it's great uh, to have a, a strong business support system and a great operational support system, marketing support system, but um, but it can be very easy. Uh, for those folks who don't see a patient every day uh, to get off course, um, and so this has really been the thing that uh, that has really helped us, uh, really even over the last year, um, kind of make sure that we are not getting 
uh, off track uh, from that perspective because at the end of the day, that's what we have to win at. That's cool. I've I've heard the the stereotype, I guess, thrown out a lot that you know dentists went to school to be dentists and they don't necessarily know or want to know or spend a lot of time on the sort of the business side of things. But you're right; they they are the business and certainly have a lot to to contribute. Uh, it, it's cool that you've given them an, an avenue to do so when they want to. Yeah, I think that's been a huge piece. Like there was a doctor texting me this morning, uh, some marketing ideas that he had. And I think that's the that's the core piece, right, is that um, I think there there has been an, an oversimplification of they only went to to uh, dental school to be a dentist because uh, that's that's the humans don't fit so cleanly into those boxes. Right. Some yeah. of them are very entrepreneurial, obviously, yep. but uh, but many of them do have, you know, like. Uh, we have a doctor uh, in particular that, I mean, he has uh, really become the champion for uh, our, uh, our like lab usage, um, which is, you know, a very niche kind of thing. Uh, But, but he has, he's a a really big denture provider and a really big uh, implant provider and some of those kinds of things. And so, and partials and all that. And so he has really, uh, it's, it's a huge passion for him of, of kind of, uh, evaluating all of the different labs, evaluating kind of quality and turnaround times and, and, uh, patient outcomes and those kinds of things. And so this has given him really a chance to pursue his passion within the business side of dentistry. Um, but he's got so much, uh, passion for it that it really kind of has, uh, uh, he's very natural for the rest of our dentists to really rally behind you know, of the dentists who may not be as passionate <laughs> about the, the full lab process and, and all that. And so that has been huge for us um, because there, you just, you need a provider to lead that decision, right? There's uh, an MBA does not teach you how to pick the right lab, right? It, it can teach you to pe- pick the cheapest or the most convenient or the fastest, um, but that's basically it. And so, uh, that's that's really become a really big thing. Kind of what we call the rock dental way um, is is a way for for our providers to really lead uh, in our efforts, and that really our our home office, uh, our support center, just exists to support those providers because they are the ones who who support our patients and, and provide that great care. That's awesome. Thanks for going so specifically into some of those examples. I, I you know, you hear that sort of thing a lot, but without the the tangible specifics, it, it, it kind of sounds like a, a bit of filler. That's really cool. Um, you, you mentioned earlier, uh, sort of your, your ortho background and that, that rock dental brands includes a, a wide range of both general and, and specialty practices. Talk to us about some of the examples of, of having such options available to your patients um, and then also how that, that turns around and, and benefits the organization as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, that is probably another just really tangible way that we're different than a lot of other DSOs and that only 15% of our clinics are general dentistry practices. Um, and so we have uh, really kind of uh, uh, began with a specialty focus. Um, so uh, ortho is our, our biggest vertical, um, and the pediatric dentistry is, is behind that as kind of in second place. Um, and then 
Uh, and then we've got some other, uh, especially oral surgery, we've got kind of a growing footprint there. Uh, and then we actually have one uh, TMJ exclusive provider. That's not a, a recognized specialty just yet, but uh, that is that is one area that we've kind of carved out special as well. But um, for us, I think the the desire uh, for Rock Dental Brands is to really build kind of that lifetime of quality care uh, for our patients. And, and if you think about it, right, there's there's a really natural kind of life cycle and, and kind of interde- interdependency uh, among the dental specialties, right? So the, the pediatric dentists have a really natural tie to the orthodontists and the orthodontists have a really natural tie to the oral surgeons and the oral surgeons have a really natural tie to, to general dentistry. And, and then the circle kind of keeps complete, right? That the general dentists also feed all of those other groups. And so, um, our, our ultimate desire is to have a really fluid patient experience uh, in a way that uh, our uh, we have a centralized records process that doesn't require uh, unnecessary uh, X-rays, uh, you know, uh, from specialty to specialty to specialty, and uh, that really kind of truly your your full uh, dental history can kind of be uh, preserved well, but then. But then some convenience things too. You know, there there are some things in our uh, one of the biggest things in, in orthodontics is uh, patients who aren't quite ready for treatment, right? So the the AAO recommends uh, uh, patients at seven years old uh, be seen by an orthodontist, kind of as as the mouth is developing and, and teeth are being lost and, and adult teeth are coming in um, to to begin that evaluation. And so while while many seven year olds are ready for treatment. Uh, just depending on the the development of the mouth, uh, it may be nine or ten before some kids are, are truly ready for that treatment. And so, uh, currently, the model exists in a way that uh, it requires the 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 patients and the parents to have yet another visit, and every six months they're being evaluated. And so, they're going to the dentist on a regular schedule, and now there's two other appointments, and more missed school, and more missed work, and all those kinds of things. And so. We're piloting a project right now of, of doing basically um, kind of the the initial scans um, in our pediatric dental clinic that can head that off and, and be reviewed by an orthodontist uh, in a way that we can say, hey, yeah, this, this patient is now ready for treatment or they're not. Let's just keep evaluating them out of the pediatric dentistry clinic uh, and, and let's not require mom and dad to take off another day of work and, and uh, pull a kid out of school and, and for another thing that uh, particularly if that can go on for a year or two. Um, and so the the multi-specialty approach has really been uh, kind of an, an area that we have sought out that um, not only is there uh, kind of a differentiator for us in that, uh, but that uh, we, we really can kind of provide that, that lifetime dental home uh, for a patient. That's pretty cool. I hadn't I hadn't heard that that story or that mentality before. That's that's interesting. So I guess on the flip side, are, are there are there uh, challenges that that comes with marketing that many services? I mean, you, I, I didn't even have time to to list them all out, but from from general to to pediatric, how do you how do you yeah, stay organized I, with all of that? The the biggest thing that that I think that we've done from an organization standpoint is is we really did an evaluation when I first came on board of uh, really trying to break uh, kind of the entire dental industry down into entry points 
um, right? And so, so there are uh, there are services that would uh, or or um, uh, uh, kind of results that would make people kind of walk off the street uh, or pick up the phone or, or do an internet search for a dentist or an orthodontist or a pediatric dentist or whatever the case may be. And so really trying to, to kind of break those down in a way to where we can understand um, that, yes, maybe that is uh, braces or Invisalign, maybe that is uh, uh, cleaning or, uh, you know, uh, some uh, toothache or a, a chip tooth or a cracked tooth or something like that that aren't all the, the big dental terms, right, or the, the decodes that we can bill. Um, but just thinking of it from a consumer perspective, of really boiling it down to our patients are either really uh, focused on their health or the health of their family, and so they're coming in for that, that regular uh, maintenance to the general dentist or to the pediatric dentist or even to the orthodontist, um, or they are in some kind of pain, right? Something has, has happened and, and they don't want uh, to feel the way they're feeling, be it a, a, a perio issue or a, a tooth issue or whatever the case may be, um, or uh, they want to improve their appearance. Um, and, and not uh, a lot of times people think of that as, you know, only beauty queens, uh, but, uh, but for for folks who may have uh, discoloration or, or may have uh, gapping or spacing or crowding or any of those kinds of things that uh, really we've got the opportunity um, uh, amongst any of those three verticals, right, to serve you, kind of having the multi-specialty approach. And so um, from an organization standpoint, it has been uh, a really uh, kind of different approach. And so we've even built our teams out like on, on my team and on our operations team are mirrored in that we have we have teams for the specialties right so there's an an ops team that is only focused on general dentistry and there's an ops team that's only focused on pediatric dentistry and, and same for orthodontics uh, and our marketing team has followed the same suit um, so that we we're not conflicting and competing in a way um, that is uh, that allows for just whoever's yelling the lot us to get the attention, right? And uh, that, that also allows for really great accountability, right? Of, well, we're having a great month in, in pedos, so let's not even worry about that, that we're coming up short in, in GP or, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a direct focus. It's a direct accountability uh, really for providing, uh, in our case, leads and completed appointments. Uh, but then from an ops uh, team's perspective that we are uh, producing well and, and able to, to cover our commitments and all those kinds of Wow. Point, and you called it, what, what was the term you used? Points of entry was where you yeah. sat down and, and looked at it. Man, that's right. marketers, and, and marketers really, who are we, listening, that's, that's something right there. Well, the, 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 the nice thing about that, too, is just kind of been thinking of it differently, right? Because if, if, you, if you look at, particularly in the GP space, that there's honestly not been a ton uh, of ortho and, and pedo kind of uh, uh, direct marketing initiatives, right? There's there's kind of been some different uh, caveats there, but in the GP space, you know, you find that so many people are competing on the same thing, right? It's it's all about my new patient special, and yours may be twenty nine or forty nine or fifty nine or eighty nine or ninety nine dollars. Um, and, and so, what does that mean? And is that a real differentiator? And, and what's kind of the motive behind that? 
Uh, or let's give away free lightning for people to come in or a free toothbrush to come in or, or whatever the case may be. And so just trying to step back and think of that in a different way, uh, just have, that's a little bit more consumer-focused uh, than it is on, hey, no, we, we just want more patients and we need to – here's a thing we're willing to do or we're willing to give away to get them in the door. That's awesome. Thanks for listening to part one of Callbox Dialed In with Jake Sly of Rock Dental Brands. Stay tuned for part two in the upcoming weeks. Thanks for listening to Callbox Dialed In. If you'd like to be kept in the loop on future episodes, subscribe directly or on your favorite podcast app. Callbox is a comprehensive tool used by more than 5,000 dental practices and DSOs to optimize phone handling processes, increase appointments, and improve caller experience by providing insight into every patient phone call. To learn more, visit us at callbox.com dental.